Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with 
the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us, as always, at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, as well as gab and gitter. You can check us out on our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes content. And, of course, visit our website for my books, links to our T-shirts on TeePublic. We have the new Tree of Life T-shirt, a bunch of other really cool designs. And, of course, our free archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. That free archive, if you go access it, will give you a list of shows you can listen to or an RSS feed or links to Spotify, Google, etc. where you can listen to the show for free. You do have to listen to advertisements, so if you'd like to get rid of those advertisements and support the show financially, you can subscribe on the website to the ad-free archive. You'll also get an RSS feed and you'll get access to that podcast radio player on the website as well as a bunch of additional shows and my montages and my digital books it's all again on the website big special thank you and welcome to all of you listening in that archive and a thank you for all of you listening in the free archive again i welcome everybody from around the world thank you so much for trusting in the secret teachings and what i have to present to you five nights a week Monday through Friday. And some weeks, you know, it's it's difficult because there's never a lack of information. There's never a lack of things to cover. But sometimes there is too much to cover in such a little bit, a little tiny period of time. And I like to spin things in a different direction because this isn't a conservative or liberal talk show. I like to look at this talk show as being more parapolitical, as being more paranormal, as being more parapsychological. My background is in symbols and archetypes and esoteric and occultism, as most of you know. And I like to use my understanding of symbols and archetypes and mythology and anthropology and all of these other things to look at both historical and current events and try to figure out the energy and that underlying current that flows through our physical, material, crystallized existence, the world that we live in. I want to understand what that current is because that current, that energy, 
is what drives everything forward. It could be in the form of oil. It could be in the form of solar. It could be in the form of the food that you consume to give yourself energy to go to work, maybe to go work out, take a bike ride, go for a hike. Everything is energy. And the source of that energy is the sun. The source of that energy for some might be defined as God. That energy source is what we are attempting to connect with. This is the evolution of the spirit from material Malkuth on the tree of life, reconnecting with Kether, the crown, and beyond at the top. And when the spirit comes into the physical, the spirit goes down in an involutory process called involution. And our job is to reconnect with source in a process of spiritual evolution. And part of that process involves what we term today and what has been termed for thousands of years as alchemy. And part of this alchemical process involves symbols that are really important for the conscious and the subconscious mind. A couple of those symbols that are really, really popular, that are really, really well-known, things that you don't even know they're popular. They're just everyday things. Think about a sword, for example. What does a sword represent? Some might say the sword represents the mind, a sharp mind cutting through information, cutting through deception. Some might say that the sword, therefore, represents fire, a fiery personality, a fiery mind. Others say the sword represents air. The sword does cut through the air. Other symbols like the serpent, for example. The serpent is universal. Mostly in the East, you have the serpent being the bringer of wisdom and knowledge. And in the West, you also have the serpent being the bringer of knowledge, except it is a knowledge that God supposedly didn't want us to have. So the serpent, much like man and woman, were cursed and were, well, Christians won't like the word curse, but you know they, they were punished and they were kicked out of paradise in the Garden of Eden. And that's kind of part of that involutory process of sinking into matter and having to reconnect with God. Now, these symbols, the sword and the serpent, these are symbols that if you're an alchemist, if you're a magician, if you've studied these things, you'll know that these are really important symbols because the sword and the serpent represent the coming and going, the involution and the evolution on the tree of life from the crown to the base, from source to our material crystallized reality. Now, those two symbols are really important because when you see them working together, whether those are symbols working together because people have put them together intentionally or if it's something more cosmically based, you realize that there's something powerful going on. There's something really powerful happening. Earlier today, I was out doing some errands. I've been trying to get stuff done so I could have some time to relax in the afternoon before I do the show. I always have so much to do. I don't know why I have so much to do, but Part of it's because I, I read so much. I just spend so much time reading. So I went out and did some errands this morning. I did some laundry. I went to the, the gym for just a little bit. I stopped at the store and grabbed, was really craving like some pasta. So I went and got some, I got like red lentil pasta 
and uh, I poured some soup that we had made last night over top of that. So I had that for lunch, had a smoothie, went outside and spent some time in the sun. And um, in the middle of all of that, I got a call from a friend of mine who was telling me that he was looking into the, the Z that is on these Russian tanks and communication vehicles. I don't know if you've seen this in the news, but it's become a big thing on social media, this Z. Now, if you know anything about this, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't, basically, everybody wants to know what the Z means. It's a Latin letter, an English letter being placed on the sides of tanks, rocket launchers, communication trucks of Russian forces in Ukraine. And it was also worn by a Russian gymnast, Ivan Kuliak, who is facing disciplinary proceedings by the International Gymnastics Federation for displaying the letter on a podium next to his Ukrainian rival. They say it's kind of in bad taste, it's kind of offensive, and he said I would, I would do it again. That story has gotten a lot of attention in the news. But the thing about it is, the Z is not a Russian letter. And we know letters are symbols, right? And numbers are symbols. So if the Russians are using the letter Z, it might not be so much that they're using the letter Z as they're using the symbol Z, which has different meanings. Using the symbol of a Z, we find many different forms. We find this in ruins. We find this in kids with a pen or a marker scribbling on the wall. It's a zigzag. We find this in in some capacity in uh, pretty much every place we look. We we see these we see lines, right? And that's what a Z is. It's just a couple of lines put together, or it's a single line broken at two points, so you get the lightning bolt like look. Now this is something that the media has been focusing on intensely because they've been talking about this Russian gymnast. Kuliak, who's worn the Z, and he's facing disciplinary proceedings. You've got stories out of mainstream media pretty much all over the world talking about how Z has become, this letter Z has become a symbol that represents support for Vladimir Putin, or what they keep calling Putin's war machine, Putin's war machine, Putin's war machine. They just keep saying that over and over and over again, Putin's war machine. Oh, and by the way, gas prices going up, that's Putin's fault as well, right? We see this all over the world. We've seen Russians wear the Z. We've seen the the symbol of the Z pop up in social media. And, and, And I don't really know if anybody knows what that symbol means. Everybody's got their own interpretation of it, right? Everybody has their own idea of what the what the symbol means but the z is becoming to some people what the blue and yellow of the ukrainian flag the colors what they are becoming to a lot of people in the west it's a symbol to represent who you stand with what side you're on so other people can see that's my friend or that's my foe there was an image of an aerial photo, uh, an aerial photo image of, of about 60 children and their families forming the shape of the letter Z in a snowy courtyard of a hospice in Kazan in central Russia. A couple of days later, Ivan or Ivan Kuliak, please 
correct my pronunciation if anybody knows how to pronounce these names more correctly. Uh, Ivan Kuliak, he wore that Z on a podium next to a Ukrainian performer, Ukrainian athlete. And uh, we've seen that this letter is being worn on um, hoodies. And it's also actually um, being used and has been used like other letters like V by the Russian Department of Defense on their social media page. And it, to them, it represents it's part of this kind of like a slogan or, a you know, a, a phrase, a, kind of like wartime propaganda or, you know, like soldier propaganda. And it has these these different meanings, like for, for basically for the troops, for the young men and, uh, you know, strength and victory and all this. Now, the, the symbol itself is probably, again, not a letter in the traditional sense because Zed or Zid in the Russian Cyrillic alphabet is written more like a three. Instead, the Z is probably a symbol meant to convey an idea more so than an alphabetic sound or expression. And see, this is what concerns me and interests me in this subject. I was talking to my friend about this, and he was saying, do you know anything about ruins? And do you know anything about specific kinds of ruins, you know, that kind of look like, uh, you know, like a Z, right? They look like a Z. And I immediately said, I said, I know there's the, the, the seagull or the, the zygle. And I always remember that name because I, I, I remember I pronounced it wrong and it kind of sounded like Zeigheil or Zeigheil, Zeigheil. And it's interesting because the, the, the zygle is a sun symbol. It's basically a lightning bolt. It's a line bent in two places and uh, it's a symbol of victory and a symbol of power, a symbol that any opposition to that energy can be quickly overcome so your goals can be established. And it's not written like an English Z. It's kind of like a Z that's sort of elongated just a little bit, and then it's, it's tilted on its side just slightly. So you know, Heinrich Himmler, for example, Heinrich Himmler was obsessed with ruins, more so than Adolf Hitler was. Heinrich Himmler was obsessed with ruins, and Heinrich Himmler reportedly chose the the Zeichel or the Siegel as the symbol of the SS. You get those two lightning bolts, right? There's also another symbol. My friend was telling me another ruin. He said it it, it looked to him like a an Ivas or an Evas, which is a symbol very similar to this lightning bolt, a little bit different, and uh, it's like a Z, and it's a symbol of protection. And it's a symbol of the world tree. It basically looks like an S with 90 degree hooks. So write an S with 90 degree hooks. It's a little bit different than the than the lightning bolt, but it's it's very, very similar. And this symbol indicates that you've placed your intentions on a reasonable target and that your goals can be easily achieved. And any obstacle in your way, if cautiously dealt with, can actually be beneficial to you and to the final outcome of the situation. That's what these two ruins represent. That's what these two ruins mean. So what what concerns me about this is overnight, Americans began waving the colors of a foreign nation, blue and yellow, blue and yellow. They began waving the flag of a foreign nation. They had masks with the flag colors. They had T-shirts and and I, I think that's strange. It, it, it reminds me, remember Coney 2012? Remember Coney 2012? Coney 2012 
was very similar to this, just how quickly the public can be pivoted toward another crisis, another game, another thing to be concerned about, right? Coney 2012, and within like probably like days, I wasn't using social media hardly at all back in 2012. I only created a Facebook account because I was in film school from 2009 to 2011. And I had a Facebook account. I started hearing about Coney 2012. And I remember my roommate at the time who I had gone to school with, he was like, hey, did you hear about this Coney guy in Africa? He's killing people and you know murdering children. And I said, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I've heard much about it. I, I don't know. What, what, what do you know? And, and, he's, and he's telling me basically what the media says. And, and I remember he got like a T-shirt that said Coney 2012. He got like a bracelet. And this guy wasn't a politically concerned guy, okay? He was like an ex-hockey player who, who literally just sat on the couch all day, watched uh, pirated, <laughs> pirated movies and TV shows, and smoked weed which you know I had an issue with in the house, but that's pretty much who this guy was. He was one of the only friends I had in film school. So he wasn't politically active, but he, he got a t-shirt and then he got the, the wristband, the bracelet, Coney 2012. And, and I remember like talking to people who were really, really interested in that. And they were like, it's Coney's bad. We got to get Coney. And then within like a matter of, it felt like hours, everybody forgot. And the story dropped out of the news and the media moved on to something else. And the T-shirts, the the pins, the hats, the bracelets, all of that was, once again, irrelevant. No purpose. Somebody made some money off that, but there was, there was no purpose, there was no meaning behind that. It was just, I thought it was something that media and, and perhaps corporations, perhaps banks, psychologists, somebody was, I felt, testing the waters, seeing how the public would react to something like, hey, there's a mass murdering psychopath and we have to stop him. You know, I mean, it's probably very similar, kind of like a, a smaller version of, you know, I don't know, Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden. It's kind of like a little beta test, a little little kick to see if the public will still react and, and consume things that are presented to them as what they need to be concerned about. And I can't help but think the Ukrainian situation is almost identical to Coney 2012 or any of these, any of these, these major world events like 9-11. I mean, overnight, we are New York strong. I mean, even the, the HHS federal government vaccine program, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. That's all you saw. That's all you hear. You didn't know the HHS took a billion dollars from Congress and then used it to literally pay media organizations off to promote a certain point of view without providing evidence-based information, just promoting fear and hyperbole. We can do this. We can do that. These slogans, these phrases, the symbols, the colors, all of this is like, it's like an incredible pageant. It's like a a, a, a a beautiful dance. You know, it's like some kind of performance art is, is what I think it is. That's, that's what it feels like to me anyway. It's like performance art. 
And we go from one show to the next show to the next show to the next show. And we move from show to show like people surf through TV channels. Maybe we'll watch, you know, a horror movie and then we'll flip and see a comedy and then we'll watch a TV show. Then we have access to watch whatever we want on social uh, social media platforms. We can find videos on Streaming services, we can find, you know, whatever we want to watch, movies, TV shows. We just kind of flip around until we become numb to it. And that's what it feels like. It feels like whether it's a pandemic or whether it's, I mean, look at the public concern. And let's not say the whole public, but let's, there was, there was like concern and interest in, in more than just, you know, late night radio hosts for that UAP report that came out last year. Remember that? People were interested in that for about 48 hours, and then it just disappeared. Whenever things drop out of the news cycle, nobody cares anymore because they're not told to care anymore. And, and that's the thing. The Ukrainian colors, the Ukrainian coat of arms. What is the Ukrainian coat of arms? It is a trident. A trident is much like a sword. A trident gives one control over the oceans. Oceans are what? Emotions. The oceans, the waters, the moon, that controls the emotions. Those who wield the trident have control over the waters, and they therefore have control over emotions. Think about that. And the Z that you see on all of these tanks and vehicles, and supposedly on the clothing and social media profiles and whatnot of Putin's supporters, the Z is also actually in Hebrew, in the, in the alphabet, it's also a symbol of the sword. So you basically have the sword and the Z and the sword and the trident, but the Z is more classically a serpent. So either way you cut it, whether you're looking at the Z from the Hebrew letter of the alphabet, Zion, Z-A-Y-I-N is, is how I've spelled it from the books on magic I have. It is a symbol of the sword and armor. It has a numerical value of seven, which is a divine number. Or you're looking at the Z as a serpent, which the Z is often seen as a serpentine figure, and the trident is a sword, giving you control over emotions, the mind. You have the sword and the serpent. And what does the sword and the serpent represent? As I said at the beginning of the show, they represent alchemical transformation. The sword and the serpent represent involution and evolution, this alchemical process. From Russia to Ukraine, from the trident to the Z, the sword and the serpent are being used to usher in a new state of being, forcing an alchemical transmutation of society. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Grab a copy of one of my books. I think you'll really like Occult Arcana. And stay with us. There's more after this. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. 
Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. hope everybody got a chance to listen to last night's three-hour edition of The Secret Teachings. I called it, in the Ides of War, all are guilty. It's just this idea that in war, nobody's really innocent. But then again, is anybody really guilty? It's just the idea that if you're in the middle of war, conflict, death, destruction, it's hard to really determine who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. No matter how you address the subject, any logical person has to acknowledge that. It's really hard to determine who are the bad guys. And I think because it's hard to determine that, and some people are really confused because they're having trouble determining if they should believe the same media that lied them into wars and occupations in Iraq and Afghanistan and all over the Middle East and believe those media outlets now about Ukraine when everything from the ghost of Kiev to guns to miss Ukraine to young Ukrainian women to 
Zelensky and his fatigues or Zelensky saying, I need guns, not a ride. Like all of that's completely fabricated. Snake Island, completely fabricated. People have a hard time figuring out what do I believe? So because they have a hard time figuring out what do I believe, I firmly believe myself that it's just easier to pick a side and to regurgitate and repeat the rhetoric and the propaganda and the talking points because at least you have a solid stance. At least you have some kind of purpose or meaning and you're not floating around waiting for for meaning to come to you. You go out and you search for meaning and you find it in a collective, in a group, and you just sit there, you stand there, and you just let any opposition make their statement, have their comment, and you come back with the rhetoric that's been prepackaged and given to you. You don't have to think about it. Close your mind down. Close your brain down. Repeat, regurgitate the rhetoric and the talking points. We're being told now that the letter Z is a nationalistic fascist symbol. Now, for those of you who don't know, well, I don't really know either. We, we don't really know what the letter Z means on all of these Russian tanks, communication trucks, and rocket launchers, but it's weird. You might think, why are you talking about a letter on a Russian tank? What does that have to do with anything? And how is that important or significant? Well, if you heard the first segment, you might have an idea why. And as we go through the show tonight, I'll explain in great detail why I think it matters. But I would like you to think about this for a second. Just follow my, my train of thought. This Latin letter has been placed on the sides of tanks, communication trucks, and rocket launchers of Russian forces in Ukraine. It's also worn by supporters of Vladimir Putin, or so we're told. A Russian gymnast named Ivan Kuliak is now facing disciplinary proceedings by the International Gymnastics Federation for displaying the letter on a podium next to his Ukrainian rival. And the symbol itself really isn't like a letter because uh, Z in Russian Cyrillic and the Russian Cyrillic alphabet is written more like a three, more so than a Z. And it's a symbol meant to convey the Z, I believe, an idea more so than an alphabetic sound or expression because the Russians don't use this this letter, but they they do use English and Latin, you know, in in military, um, in a military capacity for identifying vehicles or identifying, you know, certain groups and certain groups of like groups of soldiers and you know certain units and just the thing is, there's a lot of hysteria about a letter, and 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 and, and every letter I've said this for years, and it is the foundation of of the the symbolic interpretation that I provide of, of, of myths and, and, and various symbols and stories and ideas in my book, Occult Arcana, on the website at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can get yourself a copy of it. And in, in this book, I talk about the symbol, just in general, what a symbol is. It symbolizes things. It has a lot of energy, and it represents a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Any symbol. A letter is not only a letter, not only a symbol, but it is an energetic storehouse of energy. So I don't think that the Z is a letter in the traditional sense. I think it's more like an idea. It's an expression. It's a symbol that means to convey something. Now, what does it convey? Well, we don't exactly know. The letter might be used to help identify friendly forces, make sure that troops are in the right positions, or indicate different tasks. These seem to be logical. But there are other takes that I think go off the ledge. For example... Arik Toller, a researcher at Bellingcat, 
an open-source investigation operation monitoring Russian military operations, said, since we don't know what the letter means, quote, assume the worst, I guess, fear. He, he thinks it, it's a symbol of fear because he doesn't like Russia. According to CNN and mysterious analysts that they quote, they don't tell you who these analysts are, but CNN reported that their analysts, they just use the word analysts, looked at this letter and they found, quote, an unfurling of a chilling new nationalist movement, end quote. Talk about seeing what you want to see. Talk about being delusional. You got one guy who says this is a symbol of fear and we should assume the worst. It's just a Z. And CNN and their analysts say it is the, quote, unfurling of a chilling new nationalist movement, end quote. And these are some pretty big assumptions for admittedly not knowing what the letter represents or what the symbol represents on those communications trucks and on those tanks. I don't know what it is, but I assume the worst because the Russians are crafty, is what Arik Toller said. Now, another person, this lady from the University College of London, Aglaya Snitkov, she basically said the opposite. She said the symbol should not be seen as fascist because, quote, there are lots of memes transforming the Z into a swastika, but that's done by people who want to push back against the regime, kind of like Arik Toller. And the irony in this is that Vladimir Putin has explicitly said he was attempting to get rid of leftover Nazi networks in Ukraine, a, a statement that we don't know if it's entirely true, but we do know that there are absolutely Nazi extremist right-wing networks in Ukraine, particularly in the areas that there are Russian troops. But we don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. And the thing that people keep telling me is Putin's killing civilians. Putin's killing civilians. Putin's using cluster bombs. Putin's using you know horrible weapons. And I'm thinking... If there was evidence of that, if there was proof of that, if there were like 10-year-old children blown in half with their guts all over the ground like we saw in Iraq and Afghanistan, you better believe the media would have a picture of that. And they'd blur it out or they'd tell you to leave the room if you, if you don't want to see a gory image. This is the result of Putin's war machine. They would show you the carnage. Instead, they just say a hospital might have been damaged from an airstrike. A civilian might have been hurt in falling rubble. Uh, we're not really sure about any of this. Putin might have used cluster bombs, but we're not really able to prove it, just sources say. If they were able to prove it, they would show it to you. And if Putin wanted to level Ukraine and kill civilians, civilians would be dead in mass numbers and Ukraine would be leveled. And the simple fact that our media is telling us that Putin is killing civilians and leveling Ukraine, and the fact that there's no evidence of that, and it seems to be the exact opposite, indicates that our media is clearly and absolutely lying to us. That doesn't mean that Russia's telling the truth, Putin's telling the truth, but we need to look at this from a logical point of view. And, and, and this, is, this is a really important thing about symbols, because symbols always have more than one meaning. And they can be interpreted endlessly by any number of people. So you get this guy, Arik Toller, who says he doesn't know what it means. I don't know what it means, he says, but 
I assume the worst, I guess, fear. He thinks the letter Z is a symbol of fear. And CNN just said, based on their analysts looking at the letter Z, I don't know how you're an analyst at CNN and that's that's what you analyze. Why don't they just, they, they act like it's so mysterious and like so professional. Like, I mean, maybe I'm an analyst, but just some per- person in the newsroom. Hey, what do you think of this, Bob? Oh, I don't know. That looks like a Z to me. That That must be a new nationalist movement starting. That's what CNN called it, a chilling new nationalist movement. Not a new nationalist movement, a chilling new nationalist movement. <laughs> These people are, are just a joke. Now, some people initially thought, and this is where it starts to get good, some people thought the letter was actually a number two, Z, two, they kind of look the same, right? And the idea was the number two symbolized February 22nd, 2022, two, 2-2-2022, the day Russia ratified an agreement on friendship, cooperation, and mutual assistance with breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine, Donetsk and Luhansk. And I don't think I'm pronouncing those wrong, so please excuse me. Putin has asked for these two areas that have been under constant assault by Ukrainian forces to be recognized as independent. And for those of you who don't know, in these two regions... They're primarily Russian. They are independent republics. And war has been ongoing in these regions for seven years. For seven years since the installation of Zelensky, after an overthrow of the previous regime, 14,000 people have died in this conflict, many of them civilians. Putin has also requested Crimea be recognized as Russian and Ukraine take a neutrality stance and demilitarize on the doorstep of Russia. This does not sound radical to me, and there is a long history here, not to mention the history of NATO and Western expansionism involved in this that provides us with context So that if we pay attention, we wouldn't be so eager to just wave Ukrainian flags because the media told us to. We wouldn't be so eager to paint ourselves like I saw women for Women's Day in France doing, painting themselves blue and gold and chanting, stop Putin's war. We wouldn't be so eager to say Putin's killing civilians when, in fact, those two Republics, those breakaway republics in Ukraine, Donetsk and Luhansk, those two regions have been constantly and consistently under assault from Ukraine since about seven years ago when Zelensky's regime took over. 14,000 people have died since then, a lot of them civilians. You know, I, I, it's, always, it's always something that just baffles my mind how people can be pivoted so quickly to something without knowing anything about it and suddenly, oh, we care about the civilians. You care about the civilians in Syria? You care about Somalia? You even know what's going on in Syria, Somalia, you know, or anywhere else in the world? We care about those Ukrainian civilians. Well, what about the civilians that have been murdered in the conflict in those two breakaway regions in the last seven years? Where were you on that? 
It's like that. Um, there's that movie Happy Gilmore, and he's you know he's learning how to golf, and he's got the caddy, and he's standing in the way or something, and he goes over to the and the the guy's like, uh, "You need to move, Mister Gilmore," and he goes over to his caddy, and he's like, "Where were you on that one, dipshit?" That's how I feel. That's what I want to say to people. Fourteen thousand people have died, many of them civilians, in the two breakaway regions that Putin once recognized as independent, that have been shelled and harassed and terrorized by. Ukrainian forces for seven years now, not to mention our overthrowing of the previous Ukrainian government and the installation of a puppet. My question is, when those 14,000 people have died over the last seven years, where were you on that one, dipshit? Where were you? Nowhere to be found because the media didn't tell you to care about it. Hell, seven years ago, Six years ago, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, all the things that we cared about that we were told to be concerned with by the media every month and every year since then, those things have come and gone so rapidly, we don't even remember what they are. Remember what you were concerned with seven months ago? Oh, sure, COVID-19, but all throughout COVID-19, there were different things we were supposed to be concerned about, right? We were told at one point, If you have flatulence, that spreads the virus. Remember that? And everybody kind of joked and thought it was funny, but, you know, they kind of stopped snickering and thought, well, maybe maybe that's true. Maybe maybe I should should be careful farting, you know, and uh, it could go right through my underwear. Oh, my God, that's horrible. Of course, you wear a mask, but then you fart and it comes out your pants and your jeans and those don't stop the particles, right? I mean, it's 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 just a joke. I mean, even within psychological operations, which is what I'm going to refer to as the so-called pandemic, you've got operations within operations within operations, things that you're being told to be concerned with, things that are just presented to you as trivial to see if the public will bite. 14,000 people, including civilians, have died in the two breakaway republics that Putin has recognized as part of um, Russian territory, essentially. He's agreed to friendship, cooperation, and mutual assistance. Those two regions, Donetsk and Luhansk, have requested military aid because they've been shelled, terrorized, and bombarded by Ukrainian forces, and 14,000 people have died since then, many of them civilians. And where was the public's interest in those civilian deaths? And now we're worried about the letter Z because the letter Z is a nationalist symbol. I thought it was just a letter. I thought it ended the alphabet. It's a nationalist symbol and it's a horrible thing because the Russians are using it. Some people say that this letter refers to military slogans. Both the Z and the V appear on the official Instagram account of the Russian Department of Defense. Slogans like Za. Pat Sanov and Sila Va Pravda. Don't think I'm pronouncing those right. Excuse me. I, I don't speak the language. Mean for the lads and strength in truth. So they're basically slogans of, of strength and, and unity and, and, and comradeship. It seems like, you know, every action, every thought today is, if it's in opposition to the status quo, is, is seen as nationalistic 
it's seen as some fascist ideology. I mean, the same is true for every dot, every line, no matter how it circles, how it curves, how it, how it breaks at a 90-degree angle. Everything is defined as being part of some fascist ideology. Like, literally, a Z now is, is a fascist symbol, apparently. And um, according to CNN, and I don't really necessarily know what it means, and uh, according to people CNN quote, they don't know what it means, but they said it's something we should be afraid of, we should be fearful of it, and we should be worried about it because it's nationalism. I, I don't think that's what it means, but that doesn't stop mainstream news from creating more fear and more hysteria around something that they themselves admit they don't even understand or they don't even know. So everybody's kind of discussing, what does the Z mean? What does it mean? I mean, we even had, we've had people compare the American eagle to fascism, right? Well, the Germans used an eagle. That must mean the United States is, is Nazi. Not even realizing the eagle was chosen as a symbol of resurrection from the ashes, a sign of rebirth and nobility, coming from that of the phoenix, the same people who saw the eagle as a Nazi symbol apparently don't recognize that both the Iranians and the Russians, for example, also use the eagle, along with other countries. And, um, you know, it's interesting. If you, if you pick up a book on ruins, something Heinrich Himmler, not so much Adolf Hitler, was obsessed with, you, you find these two similars, uh, similar symbols, these two symbols that are really, really close, really similarly related to a Z. Ivos which relates to the world tree and is a symbol of protection. It looks kind of like an S with these 90-degree hooks. It also indicates that you've placed your intentions on a reasonable target, and if, they, if you know, everything goes well, then you'll have you know, a, a success in the end. That's essentially what the, what the ruin means. And it also means any obstacle in the way can be cautiously dealt with, and any obstacle can actually be beneficial to the final outcome. The symbol represents the overcoming of conflict, and the arrival of a better state of existence. Now, on the other hand, there's another symbol very similar to the Ivas, and it is the Seigel, or the Sigil, or the Seigel. Seigel. I've always remembered this symbol because I heard it pronounced one time as Zeigel, and I thought Zeigel, 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 because the symbol, this lightning bolt, this Z, it's basically a Z turned slightly on its side, is the symbol used by the SS, two lightning bolts and that's what the the, the zygel looks like the zeagle it looks like a lightning bolt uh, or a z and it's a symbol of victory and power it's a symbol that any opposition to that energy can be overcome it's kind of like sila ve pravda the symbols of the of the v being used by the russian department of defense in a slogan that means strength and truth. It's a symbol of strength and, and unity and, and stuff like that, right? It has all those same similar meanings. It's the classical symbol of the SS and the Nazi Reich. And much like the swastika, which can be made from the merging of these two ruins, these sigils, that's what they are, sigils, they spelled similar, sigils, 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 however you pronounce it. They represent protection, strength, and victory. The swastika represents the same thing. In the original swastika, itself is just a bent-armed cross. It represents the sun wheel and the turning of the wheel of the year. It's a symbol of protection, health, strength, the sun, and even love. So whether you've got a, a, a zygel, a zeagel, the lightning bolt, or you've got an evos, or you've got a swastika, 
These are symbols of strength and protection. Now, this is what's on the, the, the Z, just this Z, this letter, is on the, the tanks of the Russians, some of them. It's on communications vehicles, and even on rocket launchers. And people are wondering, what does this symbol mean? The media says it's a nationalistic symbol. I don't know where they're getting that from. Other media outlets say, no, 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 it's not necessarily nationalistic. It's just, it, it could stand for all these military identifications. But but the thing is, when we start to see this information, we see these patterns and attempt and understanding of, of what they mean, even on the subconscious level, we have to look in other places to see if we're missing important details. And and we certainly are missing some important details in regards to this this letter Z. So take the colors of, of Ukraine and the Ukrainian flag, blue and yellow. Overnight, social media profiles were plastered with these symbols. They are in every news feed. I got an advertisement today on my phone. I was looking at through one of these uh, podcast apps for the Secret Teachings show to see if it updated, and I get an ad from UNICEF asking me to donate to Ukraine. He's got the colors of Ukraine there. And um, it's, it's all anybody wants to talk about, you know, blue and yellow, Ukraine, Ukraine. If you watch the State of the Union, for the United States of America, you saw one U.S. flag and the rest were Ukrainian. It could have been a parliamentary assembly of Ukrainian MPs, but it was actually our Chamber of Congress, the House of Representatives. And one American flag, everybody else had Ukrainian flags, Ukrainian masks, Ukrainian clothing. So what is that? Ukrainian flag. What is the the crest? What is that that coat of arms? It's a blue shield with gold crest. That's the coat of arms for Ukraine. And in the center is a trident, which is a traditional symbol of power over water, particularly the sea. And it is a symbol meant to ward off evil and bring protection. Also, as a symbol of the water, the trident can be said to have power over emotions because waters, turbulent and calm, the moon controls the waters through gravitational effect, the moon is feminine, the waters are feminine, curvy, fluid, etc. It's emotion. The waters are emotions. So we can get consumed by emotions. Waters are also the barrier between that which is real and that which is otherworldly. So we can sink into the waters if we don't keep our, our attention focused on the truth. We can sink into illusion. We don't keep our attention focused on Christ in the story, right? Start sinking into the water, and then Jesus has to come over and, and pick you up out of the water. He's to save you from, from the ocean. But the waters represent emotion. So whoever wields the staff or the trident in particular has power not only over the oceans and all the animals in the oceans, all the, all the fish and all the, the sea life, whoever wields the trident has control over the emotional state of man. Now, in Ukrainian history, it relates to the first grand prince of Kiev. That's what the trident supposedly represents. The first grand prince of Kiev in other words, the symbols on those Russian tanks have the same purpose as the symbol on the Ukrainian coat of arms. How so? Well, they all represent strength, power, defense, victory, and protection. The trident is connected to Zeus, Jupiter, 
through his brother Neptune or Poseidon. And we know Zeus sends out lightning bolts, right? Lightning bolts, lightning bolts like that. Z ruin or the Seigel, the Zygel, the Ziggle, Sigel, however you choose to pronounce it. I've heard a lot of different interpretations, a lot of different pronunciations. It's spelled S-I-G-E-L. That is a lightning bolt symbol, a power, a powerful symbol of strength and, 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 and victory, etc. Zeus sends out lightning bolts. And it's interesting because Zeus has a brother. Zeus is the brother of Pluto. Now, recently we heard about the Pluto returns and the fall of empires. Pluto returned on February 22nd, 2022 into early March. The return began and February 22nd, 2022 was the day that Russia ratified an agreement on recognizing Donetsk and Luhansk as Russian territories. And he wants them to be recognized as not even Russian territories, but he wants to be recognized as independent republic uh, states or at least areas or regions. That's part of of what Putin is requesting. Now, a week later, and this was just a few days ago, Putin was compared to Julius Caesar by Senator Lindsey Graham. The same comparison made in Russia in 2015 by supporters of Putin comparing him in a positive fashion to the Roman emperor. And the timing of all of this is more than peculiar because March is the month of the Ides, the 15th when Julius Caesar was actually assassinated. So, The Russian Z, however you interpret it, whatever you think it means, we know in Hebrew it is a symbol of the sword because of the the letter of the Hebrew alphabet, Zion, or Zayin, the sword and the armor. So it's a sword, and it's also a serpent, the Z is also a serpent, like the S is also a serpent. So you have the sword and the serpent in this ruin, in this letter, in this symbol. And that's on the Russian side. On the Ukrainian side, you have the trident as the coat of arms. And the trident gives one power over waters, over the oceans, over emotions. And through the trident, we can direct emotions. We can direct the water. We can direct those things that live in the water. And you just think about what the sword and the serpent and what and what the trident represent. You've got this process of involution and evolution on the tree of life. The serpent and the sword. The serpent going up and down. The flaming sword that, 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 that draws down and pulls up energy and, and spirit into matter and then back to source. In other words, it's alchemy. And when you see so much attention, so much energy, so much currency focused and spent on the trident subconsciously because we're waving those flags we don't even know what the coat of arms are you know is most of us and the z on these tanks and 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 communications vehicles how many people think that it's anything more than just a few lines and most people immediately think because cnn told them to think this it's a nationalist symbol and it's a nazi symbol that's just ridiculous. That's preposterous. No, it's a symbol that has a lot of different meanings. It's, it's probably not a letter. It's probably a symbol that implies something. It probably has a military meaning, but in relation to the trident, it has this alchemical relationship that just can't be overstated considering the fact that we're seeing a resetting of the world as a result of what's happening. All these grain 
export bans from Ukraine today, oil bans into the United States from Russia. A lot of things are happening, and we're going to talk more about this when we come back from break here on The Secret Teachings. I've got a lot more to share with you. I think you'll want to stick around for this. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. We'll be back. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you so much for joining us 
this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. Special thanks to all of you listening in the Secret Teachings advertisement-free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. rdgable at yahoo.com. We'll be taking calls later on this week. Tonight, though, we are focusing on synchronicity and symbolism and looking at things that I think are heavily overlooked by the average person and by the media, things that just kind of seem strange. Like the media is really concerned with the letter Z. You see this letter Z on communication trucks and the sides of tanks and rocket launchers of Russian forces in Ukraine. The letter Z was also worn by the Russian gymnast Ivan Kuliak. He's now facing disciplinary charges by the International Gymnastics Foundation. And uh, we know that the letter Z is more like a three. It's the, the Zid in the Russian Cyrillic. So they don't really use the letter Z in the same way we do in, in English. But, you know, it's still a symbol and it conveys a meaning. And we're not really sure what it means in regards to how the Russians are using it. It could be used to identify friendly forces. It could be used to uh, identify certain task forces. I mean, I think what it isn't is what CNN has told us. CNN said it's basically a chilling new nationalist movement using this letter Z. And this other guy, Eric Toller, who's a supposedly a researcher for monitoring Russian military operations, he said, I don't know what it means, but I just assume the worst because it's it's Russian. So it has to be bad. Right. And it's just it's so bizarre to me how overnight we can pivot. We can switch attention from pandemic to war. We can switch our attention from contagion, the movie to World War Three. And there's all these, you know, ideas about what the Z represents. There's all these ideas about what Putin's actually doing. And we really don't have a clue. Uh, we, we know a few little tiny things, but we really don't know much more than that. And, and you know, when this letter Z first was, was uh, talked about in the media, initially people thought it was the number two. And they thought it represented... 2-2-2-2022, February 22nd, 2022, a few weeks ago when Russia ratified an agreement of friendship and cooperation with these breakaway regions, these independent republics in Ukraine, Donetsk and Luhansk. There has been war there for seven years now since the overthrow of the previous government and the installation of Zelensky. And 14,000 people have died there, a lot of them civilians. Nobody seems to be concerned about that or even aware of that. So whatever the Z represents, it's, it's interesting if we get into the esoteric aspects of it, because all the energy, all the attention that we're dumping into Ukrainian flags and furthermore, the coat of arms for Ukraine, which is a trident. And what does the trident do? The trident controls the seas. It is the symbol and, and the tool of Poseidon, Neptune, the brother of Zeus. Zeus shoots out lightning bolts. The lightning bolt is the zygol, the ruin, which is the Z. And when you look into the details of what all this means, you see in the in the Z, the serpent, the Z is a representation of the serpent, much like the S is a representation of the serpent. And when you have a serpent and when you have in Hebrew, Zayin, which is the sword and the armor, that's the Hebrew alphabet, Zayin for Z, 
You have the serpent and the sword. In alchemy, the serpent and the sword represents involution and evolution, spirit into matter, and spirit out of matter connecting with source. I think they're trying to force some kind of grand, global, alchemical transformation. They're using the symbol of the trident, the symbol of the serpent, the symbol of the sword. And furthermore, think about this. The trident controls the oceans. What are the oceans traditionally? The moon is associated with them. They are feminine and they are emotional. He who controls the trident controls the emotions and our emotions are being controlled and our emotions are being used and our attention is being pivoted and swayed by the second, by whatever the mainstream media, even the alternative media wants us to focus on. We like zombies and drones, like we click enter on a keyboard, we respond to those commands. And someone who understands this very, very well in the esoterica of all of it is our friend Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero. Clyde talked about this earlier tonight, and he was nice enough to come on the broadcast this evening with us here on The Secret Teachings. Clyde Lewis, how are you doing? Doing great, Ryan. Thanks for having me on your show tonight. It, it's an interesting time to see the symbolism that is being used to mesmerize people. I've been saying for a long time that you know, we're, we're in the middle of an alchemical initiation, which, of course, it starts with, you know, colors like the yellow and the blue that we saw at the Super Bowl back when we were uh, noticing the Rams. You know, they won the Super Bowl. The yellow and blue was being worn. Also, if you take a look at what Snoop Dogg was wearing during halftime, he also wore the yellow and blue. Um, it's, uh, it's sort of like, again, an idea of retrocausality where we're witnessing a ritual, but we don't know what the ritual leads to. And I had inferred in the beginning that, you know, the NFL, when you look at the football players, it represents war. It's a contained war. And then with the symbolism, we're basically brainwashed and brought into a new realm, a new, a new idea of possibility. And what's interesting is when you look at the, uh, when you look at Nazi ideology, for example, you realize that the success of Nazism, the success of national socialism, was how we propped up leaders, the colors. The, they were saying that the reason why uh, Germans were mesmerized because colors of red and black were always fetish colors. And so the consequence is that many Germans and many humans, of course, due to their uh, proclivity for romanticism and mystical occult stuff, um, they came to understand that national socialism was more of a spirituality rather than a, a government. And, and we have heard that, uh, you know, uh, Putin says that this is a spiritual thing, that not only are we fighting a war, but we're fighting a metaphysical war. And so when you look at the esoteric, it's perfectly compatible with what we're seeing and what we're hearing from people who are saying things like, well, I'd rather pay $10 at the gas pump to support my Ukrainian neighbors. Uh, I'd rather starve to death and support my Ukrainian neighbors. I, I get this and I'm thinking, do people understand what they're really saying? I mean, is this their sacrifice for a country they don't know anything about, about their wars, about their history? And so it's all about the symbols and colors along with, you know, pageantry and propaganda. They were just saying the other day in the Washington Post that, remember that uh, Voldemort Zelensky uh, allegedly said, I don't need a ride, I need ammo. But then they said, well, we can't verify that he even said that. That it was, a, it was a, an official of the United States that said this, that was quoted as saying this. And that uh, they went and they asked, well, who who said this? Well, we don't know. They asked the Secretary of Zelensky. They said, well, did, you, did he say that? Well, we have no way of verifying that he said that. And so it goes back to 
you know, the ghost of Kiev? Was that really a true story? Or that whole story of the, the, the 13 men that were taken, that were killed, but in reality were taken prisoner and were later released. I mean, these are the things that, you know, they give us this propaganda. And then they go back and they say, well, it wasn't necessarily so. But people don't care because, once again, the lie spread before the truth gets a chance to uh, basically lace its shoes. Yeah, the lie spreads faster than the truth because the lie is already around the world before the truth puts its pants on. We've seen that, like you exactly. said, from, from, from Snake Island to even those, uh, those images of Miss Ukraine, but she had an airsoft gun, not a real rifle. Right. Yeah, and, and all that is just a, and, and the idea that, you know, a wrestler or somebody or a sports figure is now suiting up and going to fight. It's all, you know, emotional baggage that they want you to carry for this war. They want, you know, guys want to suit up and fly to Ukraine and fight alongside them. And Biden, you know, discourages it. Well, if he's discouraging it, uh, what is it, safer to mesmerize people and put them through the initiation process? And what's interesting is, that, you know, you brought up 22 and it's, it's funny because that symbolism, that numer- numeric uh, symbolism, was the first time uh, at 2.22 p.m., if you look at the White House, when they first announced that the war in, in Ukraine will be underway soon. They made the statement at 2.22 on 2.22.22. So there's a lot of magic behind those power numbers. And like you said, it was the day that Russia ratified the agreement. Uh, with uh, the breakaway regions, uh, Donetsk and, and Luhansk. And now we have the letter Z everywhere. All over, uh, you know, armored vehicles, cars, trucks, everything. And, of course, there's also, um, there's a Russian word called Zapad, which means West. And there's another word, uh, too, uh, that uh, means East. And I can't, and, and I, I lost my mind here. I can't think of it at the moment. But, the letter Z is also called the Z symbol. And so you have, uh, oh, it, right, okay. It's Zahobody uh, for victory. So that would be Z A Pobody, but there's no Z in acrylic. So I don't know how they come up with this. It's uh, pod in the West. Uh, but the symbol apparently was used just days ago. And now everybody's freaking out because they're saying, well, it's the new swastika, it's the new Russian uh, symbol, it's the new identity uh for the new ideology and so uh and there was also i don't know if you heard about the event where there were 60 children actually they were children with cancer um and there was a uh, uh a newspaper called the commerce Town, and they actually had these 60 children and their families forming the shape of a z in a courtyard that was covered in snow it was in a hospice in kazan and so a number of sick children that were cancerous and their families all made a huge Z in the snow standing there. And then you met, you mentioned Ivan Kuliak who wore the Z on his chest. You know, he was the, uh, you know, there was a Ukrainian athlete that actually stood next to him on the right. But apparently I guess Kuliak got the gold, uh, at this world cup in, in Doha and in Qatar and Qatar. So, I mean, they're saying, well, this is shocking. Well, what's so shocking about it? That you're confronted by this little letter? I mean, it's like, and he said, oh, I'll do it again. I don't feel bad about this. So whatever's going on here, this influence of the Z, uh, you look at flash mobs that are uh, going in with Z shirts on. You have uh, women in choirs uh, wearing Zs on their chest. Taxis have got Zs on their windows. Cars are parked in the shape of a Z in parking lots. 
So whatever is going on here, this is catching on. A huge V uh, was uh, put in the snow in Siberia, and it was in orange and brown colors, and that is the St. George ribbon, which is a symbol of uh, the Russian and the Soviet military successes of the past. So, I mean, and they're marketing V-shirts now, uh, but it's a state-induced meme. It's uh, like the blue and the yellow that people are putting up everywhere. Uh, and it's interesting that this, you know, it's a sigil. It's an empowered sigil. It's a meme. Uh, and you were talking about Zayn or Zayan uh, in the Hebrew alphabet. That means uh, a weapon or a sword or a scepter or an arrow. And uh, and the weapon, of course, is the tongue. They're saying the sword is the word. The weapon of choice is the voice. And the voice is, you know, the, 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 the he who speaks with the forked tongue like a serpent. We know that Z's and S's are often yep. seen as serpents. So the yep. serpent and the sword, those are alchemical symbols. Yeah, you must have what is you must have a command of the right use of words to get people to do your bidding. Therefore, the conquest of Zane refers to the conquest of the tongue to learn how to speak the truth to those who get them motivated. So it's it is it's the idea of casting a spell. It's it's the letter Z casts a spell. Uh, if you go to the book of Proverbs in the Bible, it says there's one who speaks rashly, like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing which is, uh, again, a reference to the idea that the sword and the forked tongue or the, the snake itself is a healing tool. And uh, it's, that's why you see a snake in the caduceus. You see the snake intertwining like the DNA of a caduceus because the snake has always been seen as the tool of knowledge and healing. So let's look at something else, too. It's not just the Z, but also if you look at the, the crest or the coat of arms for Ukraine, you get a trident. And the trident is the power that one has over the oceans, over emotions as well. It is the symbol of Poseidon or Neptune, the brother of Zeus, who sends out the lightning bolts. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, when you look at the uh, the Zane, as you were saying earlier, it's the seventh letter in Hebrew, and the and the seven. It's a double seven when you look at the at the um, uh, the arrangement. It's a seven inverted and seven that's uh, right side up. So you look at this vibration that comes from that. It's a mystic spiritual occult vibration is the double sevens and seven of course is uh, always been associated with god uh but also the reason for the idea of uh you know the, the symbolizing of the z is also lightning the idea of lightning it's a, it's a rudic symbol for lightning which of course zeus is the god of lightning symbol for zeus jupiter and so when you look at the rudic symbol of seven or sorry of z it's shaped again, like you said, a moving serpent. But if you look at gematria and you add up what God is, which is G-O-D, 7 plus 15 plus 4 equals 26, Z is the 26th letter of the English alphabet, so it also is symbolic of God, again, connected to Zeus. So, I mean, when you, when you look at uh, that and its connections to God and its connections to occultism, there's a lot of uh, other you know, coincidences in that regard too. Well, of course, um, of, of course, you have if, if if that's the last letter of the alphabet, that's the omega. So alpha and the omega, and Zeus, right. both Zeus and as you said, the colors of blue and yellow. On you know Snoop Snoop Dogg at the halftime show of the Super Bowl, like we talked about on on Ground Zero and here on the Secret Teachings, all those symbols right. were present at the Super Bowl. This immense ritual. And then during the Ides of March and Pluto returns, we have these comparisons of Putin to Julius Caesar. And then we have what amounts to World War III essentially beginning. Like that energy, these these rituals, this cannot be just merely synchronistic and coincidental. 
No, I, I think not. And another thing, too, that if you really want to, you know, I mean, this is kind of a, I don't know if it's really a reach, but you need to also take a look at the uh, what's called the wolf's angle. Uh, the wolf's angle is a uh, it's called the wolf hook. It's a it's a Nazi symbol. Uh, and it's also been used for the neo-Nazi Azov battalion in Ukraine. It's a yellow and blue uh, symbol, but the, the it looks like a, an inverted N with a line through it. And uh, it's a symbol, well, it's a symbol taken from the fascists. Uh, the fascists, uh, you know, the, the sticks, they were, uh, if you look at Mussolini's version of the fascists, the, 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 the sticks wrap, you see there's a Z in the fascists. So you you have the uh, you have the rolled sticks meaning the fascists the fascism the, the the Mussolini Hitler all the Japanese empire builders and all those people they would use these in their in their uh, in their architecture that that right, of course what was the name of that group Wolf what's that what was the name of that Nazi group you said Wolf what it, it was it, the symbols of the wolf's 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 angel I think that's how they pronounce it. A wolf's angle, and they call it the wolf hook. It's the symbol from the Azov Battalion, which was the battalion that was put in there uh, in Ukraine, a neo-Nazi group that was there to remove the the government that was Russian-friendly. Okay, so that's really interesting because it's not exactly the same symbol, but the idea of the symbol itself being pierced by something else you should look into yeah. the, the first letter of the of the Hebrew alphabet, Aleph, which is a traditionally it's considered to be a line with a serpent crawling around it, or a serpent that's been pierced by yeah. a spear or a sword. So yeah. that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's the it's the uh, the symbolism of the serpent's head being pierced by a uh, by a sword. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, what, and, what, and what, so are the, what are the chances? What are the chances of all of this, Clyde? I mean, maybe we just look too too deeply into this. Well, it's, it's powerful stuff. I mean, it, it, it speaks to it speaks to the subconscious and the unconscious mind. If you believe what Carl Jung had to say, and if you are into reading Joseph Campbell, you know that there are symbols. John Beauregard also said that it's symbols, symbols, and and things of that nature motivate us more so than words. That's and true. And so when you yeah. see a Z and it doesn't belong there, you're wondering why is this Z on all the tanks? Well, your imagination can run wild. Hell, Yuri Geller said that he thought. So they have the Z on the tank because it represents the Zohar, which is a Kabbalah symbol. Mm-hmm. And so he sees it as a, as a mockery of Kabbalah, that, they, that somehow, you know, there's some Rasputin-esque uh, advisor going, advisory going on with Russia. There's been speculation that there's a guy who's some, you know, weird uh, Nostradamus-like cleric that's telling, uh, telling Putin what to do. And it's kind of like, you know, Rasputin speaking you know, to the Russian oligarchies during the First World War. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting to see how all this somehow, you know, sometimes repeats itself, and it does so in such a, what I call, a, 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 in a confidence trickster sort of way. It's like, uh, it's, it's something that confirms your inner, deeper bias rather than your, uh, your uh, more conscious bias. Yeah. And, and so people don't know why they're compelled to fly the, the uh, Ukrainian flag. They just know that they're doing it because they they think they're doing something. Well, see, it's it's interesting to me too, Clyde, because when you put all this together, you put together the blue and the yellow, you put together the the coat of arms, you put together the Z, you put together. <laughs> I mean, it's Z for Zeus, right? You put to the put together yeah. Zeus and the Z and electricity and 
whether it's the Super Bowl where we saw all of this transpire and the halftime show, the, the commercials and the game itself, or now we're seeing this right. with the Pluto returns and Julius Caesar and the Ides of March and Vladimir Putin, put all that together. Yep. And, and, and what essentially do you get? You get this, this magical formula, this alchemical ritual that is being performed mm-hmm. and it's being performed in yep. stages and all of our energy, all of our attention, it's all currency. And, and what is the big issue that Americans are dealing with firsthand oil energy? It's all about energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's funny that I, I always say that it was no accident that Lindsey Graham said, isn't there a Brutus in Russia uh, that can kill Caesar? And there was also uh, a movement back I, a few years ago where they actually, what's that? It was 2015, I think, is what you're referring to. Yeah, they put they put the all branch uh, leaves or the fig leaves all over, on his head on a Putin, a statue of Putin, to make him look like the new Caesar. Uh, Caesarism is something that uh, always is appealing uh, when you talk about the Ides of March and, and the idea that uh, around this time we always mimic Rome by doing our uh, war planning and our bloodshed and our sacrifices and our decimation and all these things happen around the time of the Ides of March. But you look at the windows, they usually happen either five to ten days before the Ides or five to ten, ten days after the Ides. So as we're approaching the Ides of March, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it's going to be uh, an interesting uh, interesting way of looking at what's next. I mean, they're now uh, bringing planes into the mix, and as soon we'll see bombing sorties and no-fly zones and possibly even a nuclear uh, conflagration, which I find also interesting because, you know, it is, I, I, I've always said it's year zero. And uh, what that is is the attempt of changing. Uh, there was a, uh, an email that was sent to me because I was always saying that year zero was the, the year of the Antichrist. Uh, but someone said that year zero is the beginning of revolutionary change and the beginning of any new system or regime. So a reset is zero. Uh, the idea yes. that we're in 2022 and on 222, 2022, the reset began and it began with what happened in Russia. It happened with Ukraine. And now it's setting the stage for even further manipulation. And, and you know, and basically it's like, uh, you know, the initiate, the initiate trick. You you get people used to, you know, death and, and trauma. And by that time, it's the refiner's fire. They're blackened, uh, they're whitened, and then they're ready for uh, they're ready for their uh, initiation. They're ready for their graduation. And, you know, part of that alchemical transformation as part of the mystery schools and, and the ritual initiations in general is also uh, a period of isolation, lockdowns, a period of, mm-hmm. of, of keeping oneself covered, putting a mask on. I mean, all of that connects directly to this, this reset or this year zero, this resetting of, of the global system. I mean, we just heard today that Ukraine is going to ban... Uh, exports of uh, a number of grains, and uh, I think I even read yeah. sugar. Uh, we've got the mm-hmm. banning of imports of Russian oil into the United States, and then Russia is also yep. banning the exports of things like, uh, I guess, uh, certain forms of, of natural gas, aluminum, wheat, uh, different things like gold and diamonds, which that's another thing that's interesting yeah. to me. People are told to be concerned about the Russian oil ban, but what about all the other stuff we get from Russia? We get a lot of stuff from Russia. Nobody's concerned about that. But it's just, it's just oil. Yeah, I, I, the thing that's most terrifying about the idea that this is an initiation is you look at the initiation tools of the great optimists, and you see what they did at the end. It was a the end of your training goes into something called solve et coagula, which means the coagulation process. And the way you coagulate the initiate 
is a process called purification by fire. You know, there's always the baptism by water, and you're bringing up the water with the trident, but then there's the purification by fire. And what's scary about that is, is that we could have a nuclear fire or worse out of this whole ordeal, and that would be our salve at coagula. The prospect would be a massive alchemical initiation on a grand scale with all the symbols, sigils, and artifacts necessary to control the crowd mind and demanding a new uh, order or a new regime or the reset. So, I mean, the revolution has begun, uh, but I think a lot of people are hypnotized by symbols and propaganda. And if you examine it all, it's going to reveal an empowerment enterprise that's going to trap even the elect. And it's trapping the elect as we speak. Too many observers uh, right now, all the esoteric people, all the people like you and me who see these things, this is something too complex and irreducibly alien and incomprehensible for a lot of people to handle. But there are clues and empowered symbols that we see. And once again, we have a group of people that say, well, signs and symbols mean something to me on a religious level. But when you point them out, they're saying, ah, nah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit my, doesn't fit my uh, bias, so I don't take it. I don't believe it. But here we are in the middle of it. You know, we're seeing the colors, you know, that aren't flying above the flag of Ukraine. And you ask yourself, well, why do people care, mo- care more about Ukrainians' colors than the red, white, and blue? You know, we're all under the spell of one flag over a different flag, you know, one that we're saluting without an ounce of forethought or meaning. That's, that's even worse. I mean, you know, Americans all talk about their red, white, and blue, but now all they talk about is their yellow and blue. So the Ukrainian flag and its colors are also an empowered sigil, just like the Z is an empowered sigil. I mean, and, and here's the thing that's even scarier. You know, I used to say that the American flag that flew over, uh, flew over the World Trade Center, you know, they were carrying it out uh, after the World Trade Center disaster. They carried out the burnt flag with holes in it at baseball games. And I always thought, geez, that is such an empowered sigil with all the death and power from those deaths going into that artifact. And you can imagine the power of the death and bloodshed that goes into the blue and the yellow. Yep. And this is why it's so empowered. It's like there are two things that empower a sigil. One is sex magic. The other is trial by fire and the other is death. And so it, it, that's why you have hauntings is because, you know, death powers and, and the powerful energy that comes from dying goes into artifacts and becomes a haunting. Well, you can do the same thing with the sigil. You can empower it by murdering somebody or sacrificing them on the altar, and their blood, their blood cement rather, is what keeps everybody together. And this is the pact we're making. It's a blood cement pact. Yeah, I call it. It's basically trauma and fear and terror, and uh, and using that kind of energy in more of a black magical sense to power these sigils, basically siphoning off energy and dumping it into these these sigils and these symbols and these memes. And they're basically reservoirs that can then be poured out as libations. We, we poured all that energy into the Super Bowl, and then we pour the bowl out on the world stage to initiate this, this, uh, this uh, I guess, great reset, year zero, the resetting of the whole yep. planet. Yep. yep. So I mean, that's just a piece of, you know, what I see. And uh, I, I just, I think that people, I think there's going to be more to come. Of, of ways to mesmerize and, and literally, you know, program people into self-annihilation. I mean, if you already have people saying they're willing to pay $10 to the pump and starve to death for Ukraine, there's something wrong there because America yeah. Yeah. should be our first priority. It, you know, they always say you should put your mask. If the mask ever drop in a plane, you put your mask on first and then help the other person. Now we're putting the mask on Ukraine 
instead of putting the mask on ourselves, we're going to suffocate. Yeah, I don't. I don't America's think, eating itself as it is. We're suffocating. I don't. I don't think people understand two things. When you put sanctions on another country, those sanctions are an act of war. When you give guns to the supposed you know enemy or the the opposition to another country, that other country sees that as an act of war, and that yeah. act act of war on on Russia. I, I think those sanctions are. It's also, I think, more of an act of war on the American people. And the other thing is, like, we have it so good here in this country that even when we have less items at the grocery store, we still have an abundance. But I don't think a lot of people realize, Clyde, when we have, you know, normally 50 items to choose from and that drops down to 40 items, the third world and the developing world fills that much more directly and harshly than we do. People starve to death as a result of that when the first world starts to deteriorate. And a lot of Americans are going to starve to death because they're not going to be able to put gas in their cars to go to work. That was the biggest discussion we had at work yesterday. Uh, the idea that, you know, some of my staff, it's going to cost them $5 a day to drive to, drive to work because it's so far out. Uh, that, you know, And so, again, you know, we get told that we have to lock down for COVID, but now we can't go anywhere because we can't afford it. We can't pay gasoline prices. And their answer is always, well, clean energy, electric cars, it's all pushing their green agenda. If you're not... If you're not going to go willingly, they're going to drag you kicking and screaming into the reset. And that's how they're doing. That's Yep, that's part of the ritual. I've even seen a lot of climate change, global warming propaganda about riding bikes and walking. And I've seen that recycled into war propaganda. People telling me that, well, you know, gas is $5 a gallon, $6 a gallon, $4 a gallon. But at least you're not in Ukraine. Be happy that you're paying $5 a gallon, which yeah, is just exactly. an illogical no, fallacy. Happy. I shouldn't. Yeah, it's a logical fallacy. I shouldn't have to be forced to pay five ten dollars a gallon for gas and i'm not sacrificing my well-being for a group of people that have been at war now for 20 years yeah it's not yeah and, and again one last thing before i let you go here if fourteen thousand people have died in the Donetsky and the lahunsk region since 2014 2015 a lot of them civilians nobody is even yeah. aware of that they act those two areas requested russian assistance because the ukrainian military and Ukrainian military fa- uh, factions were bombing and shelling them for now close yeah. to it to, to 10 years, a decade. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's erased history in 2014. And if you bring it up, you're a water carrier for Putin. I don't understand yeah. that. <laughs> you you, you got to see it from both sides. It's not that you support an illegal attack on a group of people. It's that you want the truth to come out so you can see why one day Vladimir Putin woke up and said, you know, Screw them! I'm 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 yeah. tired of being uh, I'm tired of being patient, and uh, you know it's not that I support any bloodshed or any attack. In fact, I'm more of a pacifist than anything else. But I also am very resentful of a war that I have to care about and get emotionally invested in when I know that nobody cared about it back in 2014, and what was brought up, people were denouncing, were saying, oh, oh, you know, and that was the liberal agenda along with the neocon agenda. Both liberals and neocons were there trying to oust the government there in Ukraine. And it was uh, Joe Biden that said, well, back in 1997, he said, well, the only way you can guarantee a war in the region is to push the borders of NATO uh, further towards Russia. And that would cause a war. And he knew all along that this would cause a war. And there, and no Absolutely. one pointing this out. Absolutely. No, he's pointing it out. Yeah. Yep. I want to thank you for joining us in this small little segment, Clyde. I really appreciate it. If there's anything else you want to add sure. uh, about your show or your thoughts on this, just real quick, go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm exhausted with the war. I'm hoping to break away and talk about some other things, but I think this is a, a paranormal aspect that I don't think anybody's covering, and I know you're going to cover it. I know you're covering it. I cover it uh, because uh, it's important to cover. 
just to let people know that when the media is questioning things that are more of a paranormal, parapolitical nature, it's time for you and me to go to work because uh, I saw, you know, the questions being asked about the letter Z on the media. And I thought, wait a minute. I mean, if, if this is uh, if this is uh, starting to become the new swastika, I think we need to talk about it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Have a great night. Yep. You as well. Bye bye. It was Clyde Lewis of Ground Zero. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this coming up in the final segment. A little bit of a shorter segment here on The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact us, email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Grab a copy of one of my books on the website if you'd like to support this show financially and subscribe to the ad-free archive to get access to the show, the montages. You'll also get copies of my digital books. And we're giving physical copies away to all yearly subscribers so you get quite a bit please go to the website thesecretteachings.info support the secret teachings keep us on air monday through friday and we'll continue to bring you this type of analysis and content stay with us there's more after this don't go anywhere the secret teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from apple and spreaker to spotify and podcast addict also available as tst weekends our one hour saturday morning show search the show name and start listening today for free and if you want to avoid those annoying ads visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad free archive with some of our older shows included you'll get a private rss feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info people ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis and misinformation i say take control of your body and mind with water filtration visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with pro one water filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home camping trip and even the shower they filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends family and yourself that's pro one water filters at thesecretteachings.info 
and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. host Ryan Gable and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. The music tonight is by White Bat Audio. You can find them on YouTube. Just type in White Bat Audio. If you'd like to contact the Secret Teachings, rdgable at yahoo.com If you missed the last segment, our good friend Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero joined us to talk about what the letter and symbol Z means. Might sound like a stale topic, but if you haven't been paying attention, the letter Z is in the news because it's been placed on the sides of tanks, trucks, and rocket launchers of Russian forces in Ukraine. It's also worn by the Russian gymnast Ivan Kuliak, who's facing disciplinary proceedings as a result of that by the International Gymnastics Federation. The symbol itself is not so much a letter in the traditional sense that we know it in English because Z in Russian in the Cyrillic alphabet is actually written more like a three. So instead, the symbol is meant to convey an idea more so than an alphabetic sound or expression. The letter might be used to identify friendly forces. It might be used to indicate different task force. We're not really sure, but I can tell you that it probably isn't what Arik Toller a researcher at Bellingcat, an open-source investigation operation into Russian military operations. Just sounds like a propaganda department to me. But he said, I don't know what the letter means to the Russians, but I assume the worst, I guess, fear. According to CNN, they also said it is a, quote, unfurling of a chilling new nationalist movement. So they're just saying it's a nationalist symbol, it's a Nazi symbol, but that's not what the symbol means. And I mean, I highly doubt they're putting a Z on a tank because it represents Nazism. That doesn't make any sense to me. It just kind of sounds asinine. And there's this lady, Aglaya Snitkov at the University College of London. She said, there are a lot of memes transforming the Z into a swastika, but that's done by people who want to push back against the regime. Yeah, probably. I, I agree with that. And the irony is Putin has explicitly said he was attempting to get rid of leftover Nazi networks in Ukraine, which have existed there since the end of the Second World War. That's a fact. Whether he's actually doing that or not, we don't know. I mean, if he really wanted to take all of Ukraine and level the country and kill civilians like people are making it sound, uh, well, I think he could he could probably do that. Just like, you know, the idea that if there are aliens that are a million more years advanced than us, and they're monitoring us. We don't really have to 
to be afraid of them if they've been monitoring us for a long time because if they wanted to do something, if they wanted to kill us, they'd, they'd probably have done that already, right? But it's just this this letter. I just it's it's in my head, and it's it's in your head whether you know it or not. Subconsciously, if you watch the news, if you listen to the news, you've probably heard of this once or twice. Some people thought the letter was actually a number. They thought the Z was actually the, the number two because on February twenty second, two twenty two, two thousand twenty two. Vladimir Putin and Russia ratified an agreement of friendship, cooperation, and mutual assistance with breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine, Donetsk and Luhansk, where they've had this ongoing fighting for about seven years after the previous regime had been overthrown and Zelensky was installed essentially as a puppet. And what the media doesn't tell you is as they, 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 they basically just outright lie about everything from Snake Island to the ghost of Kiev, but when they're saying that Putin's killing civilians, what they don't tell you is in, the, in those regions, in those breakaway republic independent states that Russia has recognized, not only have they called for assistance from the Russian government, but they've called for assistance because over the last seven years, 14,000 people in that area have been killed, many, if not most of them being civilians, because those areas have been bombarded and shelled by Ukrainian forces. Other people say that the V, along with other, uh, or the Z, along with other letters like the V, you know, they appear on the Russian Department of Defense Instagram account, and uh, they relate to slogans like Za Patsanov or Selavi Pravda, meaning for the lads and strength and truth. So, it's just like a symbol of, of, of strength and unity, right? And every country, every military, you know, every group, every brotherhood, every, every community has a symbol of unity and strength and coming together and, and things like that. But to, today, everything that you think, if it's in opposition to the status quo, I mean, every dot, every line, no matter how it curves, if it breaks at a 90-degree angle, every line... Every thought, if it isn't part of the status quo narrative, it's identified as being part of some fascist ideology. I mean, that's just, at base minimum, that is a false dilemma fallacy. At, at base minimum. It's like when people try to say the American eagle is a symbol of fascism. <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. I don't even know how to respond to that. The American eagle was chosen. Benjamin Franklin didn't want it, but it was chosen because it represents rebirth and the birth of a new nation, and it has an elegance to it. It's, it's actually the, the phoenix resurrecting out of the ashes, right? I mean, interestingly, if you pick up a book on ruins, or if you pick up my book, Occult Arcana, at thesecretteachings.info, you'll have a, a whole lot to read, and you'll see in that book a section on ruins, and, you, and you'll learn about ruins, and You'll see one ruin in particular that looks like a Z. It's the the seigel or the seagull. I always not not seagull, but seigel or shigel, seigel. I mean, you can I, I don't know how how you officially pronounce it, but you could pronounce it a thousand ways. I've heard it pronounced a, a lot of different ways. Uh, somebody pronounced it one time as Siegheil, and I thought, well, Siegheil that sounds similar to Siegheil. And that's interesting because the symbol itself is a Z. It's, it's, it's basically the two lightning bolts of the SS, right? 
And uh, that's what they are. They're lightning bolts and they're symbols of victory and great power. And any opposition to this energy can be quickly overcome. So they're, they're symbols of, of, uh, of, of power and victory. And if you combine them together, you can actually make a swastika in part. I mean, you have to kind of change the angle of, of how, they're, how they're bent or you know, how they're kind of distorted, the, the, the symbols themselves. But you can create a swastika out of it. And the swastika, it represents strength. It represents victory. It represents the sun wheel. It represents the wheel of the year. Uh, the Germans call it the Sonnenrad. It's a symbol of protection, health, strength, etc., etc., etc. It's not a, an evil symbol. But when we start to see this information, we see these patterns and we try to understand what they mean. I mean, I try to get into the subconscious and understand what they mean. We start to realize that if we're seeing this much in a single symbol, from, from everything the media is saying and everything that, that we know of that symbol in terms of, of language and in terms of um, esoterica, if you will, there's probably more details that we're missing. And, and all of this comes together in, in just such a bizarre way. Take the colors of Ukraine and the Ukrainian flag, for example, blue and gold or blue and yellow, right? You see these everywhere now, social media profiles, advertisements for donating to Ukraine. It's all anybody wants to talk about. If you watch the State of the Union, there were more Ukrainian flags than American flags by far. There were people in Ukrainian colors. And if you look at that blue and yellow coat of arms for Ukraine on that Ukrainian flag, you see a blue shield with a gold crest. It's like blue cross, blue shield with a gold crest. And that's the Ukrainian coat of arms. In the center of that is a trident. And a trident is a traditional symbol of power over water, particularly the seas. And as a symbol, it is meant to ward off evil and bring protection. So that symbol of the trident on the coat of arms for Ukraine is a symbol of protection, much like the Z on those Russian tanks and communications vehicles might itself be a symbol of protection. In other words, those symbols share similar to exact meaning, depending on how you you look at them. Trident is a symbol of the ocean, yes, but it's also a symbol of balance. It's a symbol of, of power. It's a symbol of strength, control. That trident on the Ukrainian coat of arms goes back to the first Grand Prince of Kiev, I was reading, for just some historical context. But, you know, the, the trident is connected to Zeus, right? Not because Zeus holds the trident, but Zeus, who is Jupiter, is the brother of Neptune Poseidon. Neptune Poseidon controls the seas. Zeus controls the skies. Zeus shoots electricity out, right? Zeus sends out lightning bolts like the zygote. Zeus is also the brother of Pluto. Now, recently we heard about the Pluto returns and the fall of empires. Pluto returned on February 22nd, 2022, began its return, conjunct to the United States for the first time since July 4th, 1776, the initiation of the fall of the British Empire, and then historically, the Pluto returns signified the fall of the Roman Empire, which is further interesting because February 22nd, 2022, is the day Russia ratified an agreement on recognizing Donetsk and Luhansk, these breakaway regions. It's the day that you know, the, the White House essentially signified that this is going to start a war. And uh, a week later, Putin was compared to Julius Caesar. 
by Senator Lindsey Graham, a comparison that was made in 2015 in Russia by uh, some people that were celebrating Putin. They put laurel leaves on, on this bust of Putin, making him look like Caesar. And the timing of all of this is just so bizarre and peculiar because March is the month of Ides, the 15th when Julius Caesar was actually assassinated. So you have the Ides of March, Julius Caesar, Vladimir Putin, February 22nd, 2022, the ratification of this agreement recognizing these breakaway regions, essentially the initiation of what is turning into invasion, occupation, war. There's a lot of names you could apply to it. It's part of the uh, of of the the Pluto returns. All of this is happening from February 22nd up until the Ides of March. We don't know if it's going to stop tomorrow or it's going to stop next week. And Pluto is the brother of Zeus who sends out lightning bolts. And his brother is also Neptune, Poseidon, who has the trident. The trident is on the coat of arms for Ukraine. And that symbol also is a symbol like a sword of power and control. So the sword and the Z or the S is traditionally the serpent. Or if you look at the Hebrew alphabet, Z is the the Zion, which is also the sword. So you have the sword and you have the trident. For Ukraine and for Russia, you have the serpent in the Z or the S, the serpent and the sword, which are alchemical symbols. Z is also the 26th letter of the English alphabet, the omega, connecting that word or that letter rather to to the word and the name God or Zeus or Jupiter. Uh, Both the Z or the zygote and the trident represent swords. The Z and the zygote also represent the serpent. The sword and the serpent are the focus of nature interacting on the tree of life, which, which is basically the sword bringing down divine energy to manifest the universe bringing spirit into form, and the serpent is the counterbalancing of this force, a path of evolution back with source. And in other words, it's basically alchemical transformation. The trident furthermore directs the currents of the oceans, which is influenced by the moon, and the moon and waters represents turbulence and calm, this balanced state between the two, back and forth, these two extremes, these two polar opposites, both states of the human emotional state of mind. Again, in other words, to simplify things, those who wield the trident have power over the emotional state of man and the currents of the waters are the currency or the energy of man. So think about it like this. Overnight, Americans began waving the flag of a foreign nation claiming that their independence was being threatened and to preserve it, Ukraine needed to join with NATO and even the European Union. How that preserves sovereignty, nobody knows, but... The same people are are oblivious about the overthrow of the Ukrainian government in 2014, the ongoing fighting in newly recognized Russian territories that that has killed thousands of people over the years, the violence against Russians in Ukraine, or about the, the countless falsified stories being pumped out by Western media. Nonetheless, they don't like the Z. They wear the colors. You know, it's like that Seinfeld episode. Why do you not wear the ribbon? What, do you have to put on the ribbon? Do, do you ha- why aren't you putting on the Ukrainian colors? Do you, don't you care about Ukraine? See, the, the problem here is that these symbols, any symbol, color, any, these things can be really powerful, especially when they're charged with energy. It's the subconscious language, and it's really scary how the public can pivot from one disaster to another, from one role-play game to the next so quickly without thinking. It's really worrisome because... Our energy is being siphoned off and dumped into these symbols that act like energetic reservoirs that can be poured out as libations. We talk about oil prices. We talk about, you know, gas and energy. 
And, and that's what it's all about. W- whether we're paying at the pump in energy or we're paying in energetic attention. Zeus, that electricity, the trident, controlling the emotions and the waters and the currents, the energy. Zeus was at the Super Bowl this year. Remember, we did a show with Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero. Clyde was just on our show tonight, the last segment, if you missed it. We did a show with him, and then we also did our annual Super Bowl show here on The Secret Teachings, Eve After Dark this year. It's in the Secret Teachings archive. And what did we see at the Super Bowl? We saw Zeus. I told you you were going to see that before we even you know did our official Super Bowl show. I told you that before the game, in the pregame analysis we did. You saw Zeus, Jupiter. You saw the various worlds above and the middle and below, the three worlds, the three heavens. And you saw blue and yellow with Snoop Dogg, right? Blue and yellow and Zeus were prevalent at Super Bowl 2022, right? And those, those are the symbols that have been charged. They are the symbols now of Ukraine and the Trident and on the other side, the Z. We're not really sure what the Z means, but it might just stand for Zeus or it could stand for year zero. Like when you reset something and it goes back to zero, the Great Reset. Could be a host of other things too, but that's my analysis. You heard Clyde's take maybe on Ground Zero tonight or just in the last segment here on The Secret Teachings. Let me know what you think at rdgable at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, this morning, whenever and wherever you're listening around the world. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to help this show out, we don't have sponsors. The network doesn't pay us. We have the ability to be here five nights a week. Joe Roop on the Fringe lets us do this without having to pay to be on the network, but we don't get paid. So grab a copy of one of my books. Subscribe to the Advertisement Free Archive. Donate to the show. Or you can check us out on Patreon. Become a patron. Check out our new t-shirts. We don't make a lot of money off of that, but... If you have the means, if you can help us out financially, support us with that energy, we will continue to give you equal or more energy in return. Right here on The Secret Teachings, five nights a week, Monday through Friday. RDGable at Yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast.